Pod save the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen. The royals have trooped their colour in honour of the Queen's official birthday and we are back to talk all about that and what else they have been up to and obviously talk about all the pretty dresses as well. I am your host, Anne Gripper. I am joined by our style director in the studio, Amber Grafland. Hello, Hello, Amber. Welcome back. Thank you. And on the phone, we have got Russell Myers, our royal editor, because he was out and about this morning. Hello. Hello, Russell. So what have you been up to? So I've been very busy. We've obviously, uh, Prince Harry was joined with uh, well, former world champion now, unfortunately, Anthony Joshua and our other boxing champion, Nicola Adams. And they were launching uh, Made in Sport, which is a programme which is raising £40 million for dis- disadvantaged young people in uh, in South London. So it's a great new initiative. So I've been, been involved with that. And also we have been working very, very hard to deliver the news that Prince Harry is go- is confirmed to be going to Angola in uh, in the autumn. And this the reason for this is very, very exciting and really important because he is going to be taking up his mother's mantle and working with landmine victims uh, in in the uh, South African country. So it's really, really exciting. Yeah, that was your front, front page story today. And um, obviously the fa- you know famous, famous pictures of Diana just you know, very shortly before she died. In fact, I, I forget, you know, it's so iconic that you yeah. think that must have been for it was so much it was of about life. seven months before. So th- those pictures, she was in Angola and minefield in January 1997 and of course died at 31st August in that year. So just a few months before, but... You know those those uh, those pictures have been sort of etched in history and have done uh, wonders for for the sort of the legacy of the Halo Trust, which works uh, with landmine victims all, all throughout Africa. So it's a um, really important cause. Harry is obviously obviously a patron himself of the charity, and um, so yeah, he's going to be going to uh, it's part of uh, the autumn tour in Africa. Um, they will be going to obviously Angola, South Africa, and Malawi as well. And the sort of reference to Malawi is that Centabale, the charity that um, Harry runs uh, in conjunction with the Lesotho Prince, is um, is sort of expanding into Malawi as well. So there's going to be lots of exciting things coming up on that tour. And of course, there was a big charity concert for Centabale last night as well. There was with Rita Ora, no less, in Hampton Court Palace, which was a huge success. Harry sort of talking about the the stigma of HIV and AIDS in the country and everything that they're doing. So I think, you know, Centavale is obviously going from strength to strength and it's uh, it's definitely something we're going to be really looking forward to. I don't have the exact dates yet, but I reckon it will be sometime in sort of September, I would imagine. Something that I hadn't realised until I was looking looking through the Instagram pictures that they put up from the concert last night is that Centavale means forget-me-not. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, I only recently learned that as well. I, I can't believe I haven't looked it up. But, um, yeah, it does, and they posted a really nice picture of the forget-me-nots that we know, obviously, is Princess Diana's favourite flower, which is why um, probably the, the, the charity was named as such. And um, we had pictures of, of Baby Archie, didn't we, with his feet and the, and the forget-me-nots on Mother's on US Mother's Day, which was on yep. the Sussex Royal Instagram page. And in the uh, in the Chelsea Garden shows as well. Yes. Flower shows as well. So they keep, they keep popping back. They will not, they will not be forgotten but they're very very pretty they are as well so tell us um 
So how long are we expecting the actual royal tour to be? And is, you know, is sort of Project Africa, as it were, um, that we talked about a few episodes ago now, you know, sort of the, the bigger plan that Harry and Meghan might spend more time working in Africa um, to be some is that is that still on? Where, what's yeah, our understanding no, of the definitely? Timelines? I think you know we are going to be seeing them working a lot. So we've got you know both Harry and Meghan are really really interested in doing something in the Commonwealth. Obviously, Harry has his uh, his youth ambassador role, which was given to him by the Queen, uh, and we're going to be seeing them both working as a force, to, working throughout throughout the Commonwealth. I mean, the the Angola aspect as well is is obviously to do with landmines that Harry has been to the country in 2013 um, and he's obviously um, had uh, had an interest over the last few years with the charity obviously his mum was heavily involved in it and so I think this provides uh, a perfect sort of launch pad for them to start off this African project as I understand it I, I imagine the tour will probably be about 10 days maybe a little bit longer um, and I don't think uh, we'll see uh, Megan and Archie on all of it, but I imagine they will be there for a great portion of it. So um, I, I, obviously there's security issues that will have to be navigated, um, in, you know, in, in most of the countries there. So um, that's that's obviously underway. And then the major African projects is probably planned for the, for the next two or three years, and we'll see them living and working in certain African countries. They, they, they might potentially have a base in somewhere like South Africa and then be doing certain projects over the course of probably three, four, five, six months at a time. Um, but they won't be living there. I think that, that was first of all said that when the story broke that they would potentially be living you know, out in Africa for about two or three years. But as I understand it, it will probably, the project will last for a the initial stage for two or three years and they'll be doing several months at a time to sort of raise awareness of these projects that they they want to do sort of a humanitarian level uh, conservation girls education that sort of thing so i mean plenty of excitement to come for both of them great um so tell us a bit more about uh, this morning's event because i mean I, I know that there's quite a lot of anthony joshua fans in the office amber's just made a like smiley face <laughs> at me um and i mean as you mentioned it was a, a pretty big shock that he lost his titles the other week i mean was he was he looking any the worse for where for it did he or was he kind of you know how was, well, how was the I've event seen, you know everything i've seen is that yeah fair play to anthony joshua because it was the fair there was the first he kept the he kept his um side of the bargain turned up for the engagement um it was you know he'd, he'd obviously made a promise to go it's a it's in south london he's obviously from london it's a massive grass, uh, grassroots funding campaign for, for community groups particularly the disadvantaged um areas um, of london and, and throughout the country and you know it was, it was a big shock loss a couple of weeks ago in new york it was his big new york debut there was a lot of things that um had been said about his opponent they was just going to steam roll over him but sometimes especially i suppose with heavyweight boxing and elite sport in general that sometimes it doesn't always go to plan so you know he, harry gave him a massive big hug when he first saw him he was with uh, nicola adams who is you know a fantastic ambassador for both team db sport and women's boxing and boxing in general so um yeah it went it went off all really well you could see him and harry having a real sort of deep and meaningful chat about the 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 areas that they wanted to improve the people that they wanted to reach um and you know this is something that harry is really involved in as well sport on many levels being used, we hear him talking quite a lot, don't we, about being used as a sort of healer of mental health issues to be 
use as something that can uh, raise people out of a disadvantaged position. So um, I think we will hopefully see a lot more of these two guys and Nicola Adams as well working together in the future because it's a really cool campaign. I think probably when you're a, a world heavyweight champion or a former world heavyweight champion, it's possibly easier to have a bit of banter with a prince because apparently like two years ago, he was like, oh, so, you know, I can be your best man if you like. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just being, a, I guess, sort of comfortable in your own skin and mixing with people who are similarly on the world stage. Absolutely, yeah. I think, you, you know, when you're working with these sorts of people, they do seem to get on very well. I think it's probably from the big shock of being out in New York for, for, for Joshua as well. You know, everyone's been talking about it. You can't escape that sort of world level of in, um, interest in, in, in what he's been up to and sort of the, the, the fact that he didn't win the fight. And then you've got sort of in a, in a gym with a load of kids where he probably feels pretty pretty comfortable again. And Harry's, you know, when he's, when he's around children, I think that's when he's in, he's in his most comf- uh, comfortable as well. So it was, um, yeah, it was a, probably a perfect recipe for, for both of them as well. Because Harry, I mean, I know we could probably get onto this a bit later, but he didn't look too happy at Trooping the Colour. I think he's having a few sleepless nights. I think baby Archie's probably keeping him up because um, because Doria's probably gone home and they're, they're, they might have, be having a, a bit of a struggle with baby Archie at the moment. Coping on your own as much as royals ever have to cope yes. on your own. <laughs> yeah, but I think they are, you know, from what I've heard, they, they are doing... A lot. I'm not too sure whether they've locked down a permanent nanny at the moment either. So um, that is still very much on the cards. They, you know, we'd, we'd spoken previously that they were really interested in maybe having an American nanny. They wanted to do someone who was a, a little bit different rather than a, a sort of uniform Northern nanny. So um, I don't know if they've got a permanent nanny. I think they have got some help at the moment. But um, uh, yeah, as much as uh, I'm aware, Harry's being really hands-on as much as he can. It, I mean, he's been doing quite a lot of engagements, to be fair to him. But, um, you know, with, when you've got a new, newborn baby, I imagine they, he keeps you up at all hours. So thoughts go out to them. Both. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, so Harry's not been the only one to have kind of a, a fun gig to go to this week. Um, Kate, and, Kate and William looked like they had a, an interesting day out yesterday up in Cumbria. I know I didn't get to go, but that, from everything I've seen, it looks fantastic. So Cumbria, for our sort of international listeners, is in one of the most, probably one of the most beautiful places in the whole of the UK called the Lake District. And they were visiting farmers in rural communities, hoping to sort of raise the issues of sort of rural farming, um, what people are, how, how the sort of farming communities are being affected by Brexit obviously, because that's a big uh, part of the agenda at the moment, um, and how they are surviving, sort of leading up to, to potential economic hardship. Um, and, and on top of that, they were getting involved in shearing a sheep, both of them. So the, the pictures from this were absolutely brilliant, as, as they have been with these two guys. Wherever I've been with them recently, they seem to be having a lot of fun in each other's company, getting right involved, and you know I can't fault them for um for, for when they're doing engagements together at the moment. Throwing themselves into it. So the bit of videoing that I saw of um, Kate doing the old sheep sharing, she looked like she was doing it like really sort of carefully and gently, and you know as as if she was giving uh you know Prince George a little clip of hair. Can't really. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think you know I think she was doing a nice job on it, but I'm not sure she'd have had the you know when you see the um 
videos uh, quite often it ends up being of like New Zealand sheep shearing you see yeah. because and they're, they're doing it at rushed. such scale they just got to just, uh, well I suppose they've got to get through, through so many it's not a skill the... most people need to have let's be honest <laughs> well probably even less so if you're the Duchess of Cambridge <laughs> <laughs> I do like it though because it ties in very nicely with the chat that I had with Sally Hughes obviously the author that wrote The Rainbow Queen who which we have, you will yeah. get to hear next yeah. week that's and our episode next in week in her book in the introduction I love the fact that she refers to the Queen as this kind of unselfish stoic type of woman that's fading from from British culture and in it the quote she says that it's this stoic woman that can build a roaring fire pluck a grouse and lamb a sheep well I feel like Kate's getting close to that kind of woman because she can shear a sheep and I'm not sure she can pluck a grouse but I reckon she can build a roaring fire so she's definitely <laughs> following in the footsteps of the queen becoming a sturdy dutiful unselfish type of woman that's fading from British culture to quote Ooh. Sally Hughes well, very good yeah. very good one but good, good plug as well yeah, for next week's plug. episode well done Amber um and actually, that, it reminds me as well. So the, Vogue, Megan is going to be appearing oh, in Vogue. Very and big news, yeah. Kate's so Kate's Vogue shoot was quite country, country yeah. style. It wasn't. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't yeah. glam. You know, there's a, the picture of her on the front cover with a hat and the yeah, gate, and kind it of trying to show a different side to her that we don't always see. Yeah, and then Beatrice and Eugenie, Eugenie, entirely the other way, yep. like high glamour, you know, high fashion. Um, some outfits we Contra- loved, some outfits we hated. as well. I think they got, yeah, well, some of the outfits were slated, weren't they? But, you know. Well, they looked yeah. like they were having fun. It and didn't go down with high everyone, is. no. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see which way Megan goes for this Vogue shoot. Obviously, everyone's very excited about it. Um, I don't think we're going to be seeing her in a hat and country attire. But then I guess the shoot's going to be at Frogmore Hall. But she's, it, they're very keen. I mean, Russell, you're going to need to take over here. They're, have they been very clear that it's, it's to promote her causes? This is not about yeah. at home with Megan. Look no. at my style. Look it how is, I decorated my home. To be. And I was that, but by that very token, I was thinking, you know, it's not going to be her sprawled on a couch in the middle of no. sort of a big picture where you can identify loads of things within their home. Uh, which we love to do when we get the pictures of the royal that, that's family. That's what we all want. Exactly. It's like well, spot the know, new we, picture of the grandchildren. Yeah, exactly, and... exactly. And everyone sort of picks apart the queen sitting at a golden desk and where there's new pictures and identity. You know the pictures we haven't seen of a certain wedding or engagement. But I, I think it will sort of be um, you know an out of focus pictures of the background, so you can't identify too much, and there will just be simple portraits of her you know, in her own environment, but also speaking about, you know, women's, uh, girls' education, uh, you know, the, the, the projects are, are going to come up, maybe about her patronages that she took on earlier on in the year. So I think it will be very much centred, not even necessarily, or maybe I suppose necessarily like centred around her, but more so the, her her ideals and where she wants to take her sort of royal role but you and, and I both know that that may be the case there will still be a team of stylists and artistic directors people coming together to discuss what she's going to wear what these clothes are going to portray Absolutely. because it's going to be picked apart and scrutinized by the whole world Absolutely. so what she wears even though people might not think it's a big deal it's a really big deal and looking effortlessly casual takes a lot of effort yeah looking like you haven't tried too hard is the hardest thing in the world to do like weirdly, the thing that I think about most with this shoot at the moment is um, is not a royal one at all. It's the interview that was in the Sunday Times with Theresa May not long after. I think it was like the first big interview after she became prime minister, and it was kind of like that at home with the prime was minister. It the Burberry trousers. I think oh, they Amanda. I think they might have been Amanda Wakely. I don't, either way, they were a very expensive pair yeah. of brown leather trousers, which were an unusual style choice, but also 
just the mess, you know, the, the, uh, but it's, I guess it's that kind of out of touchness of the fine. Theresa May just really liked these trousers and wanted to wear them, perhaps, or maybe she was suggested that she wear them. But it, the message that it gave, and then this interview largely ended up being about these trousers that she was wearing. And no one can remember what she said. Let's I can't remember what no. she said at all. No. But I could probably draw you a so picture. So these things, it does really matter because that, you know clothes do convey messages. Everybody's going to be scrutinising it. So you can imagine the thought and the attention to detail that's going to go into every single element of this. And the clothes are a huge part. And it's been reported as well that she's actually going to be writing for the magazine. So it's not just going to be an interview, but she's going to be writing on, on yep. the causes that she cares about. And um, I don't, th- I don't think we've mentioned actually that uh, clearly they are continuing this message with their causes and they've swapped who they follow on Instagram now. So it's Pride Month here. So they're, they're following causes around um, LGBTQ plus awareness yep. um, and the work that's being done there, which is... It's an, it is an interesting way of doing things. And obviously we spoke to a couple of the um, the charities that they followed last month um, previously. And it was, you know, we wouldn't have done that if they hadn't been no. following it and people that we didn't hear about. So it is an interesting way to put yeah, it's spotlight a spotlight on things. it's a new way of doing things, isn't it? I mean, it's, and again, it's sort of using a platform that we're all used to now, but using it differently. I think it's been quite... It's been quite revolutionary in its own little way because yeah. we're getting to notice the the sort of charities that they're that they're following, and um, yeah, I'm excited to see what the other ones are. For yeah, it's incredibly the, uh, positive. And I I would love to know actually, or be able to have a chat with whoever is running their Instagram account because they must be having an amazing time rummaging through all the picture archives. Yes, because the pictures that they put out for um. So Two that are particularly of Philip's like, birthday was Philip's good. birthday was tremendous. That gorgeous picture of him dancing with the Queen, just like oh, <laughs> lovely, yeah. lovely, and it's just like quite you know it wasn't a, something we were familiar with. It was new. I mean, this is someone who we have, you know, some people, very few now have been a lot. You know, he, he has been part of their life. He's been part of all our lives throughout. And for some, there's not that many people alive who, gosh, no, no, who were here before him, essentially. And for someone who is such a familiar figure, to well, then see him in an entirely he's rarely way. the focus of the photograph. Everyone's always focused on the Queen, and that that's kind of been his role. So it's nice to see photographs that you know taken from a different perspective. Yep. So that was one, and then the other one was the picture of little Prince Harry with the Gurkha. <laughs> which was very 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 cute with oh, a that, shock that of red sweet, hair it? Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. It was lovely. great and images so I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do on Sunday for Father's Day yeah. Harry's first Father's Day so and if you're listening to this will we see another picture of Archie or some you know maybe his, his feet again or some representation you know, of Archie I think so I think so I think we will yeah so what I'd quite like actually you know, if you're listening, the people that do Harry's Instagram, you could get Harry to demonstrate changing a nappy on like, not on Archie, <laughs> that would be beneath the dignity of the Prince of the Crown. But, um, the you know, he could get one of those like little pretend ones and show that he's a thoroughly modern dad. I think it's unlikely to happen. Well, I just well, maybe I've had too much hay for the medication today. Was, William did it at an engagement earlier this year. He was working with a load of dads who were like first time dads who were going to this uh, special charity that teaches you know um men how to be fathers and he got involved so did he he did he was changing he was changing a a nappy on one of these 
um, you know, doll, baby dolls. How and he got thoroughly modern. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. So he could learn from his older brother. Yeah. So we did not see Archie at the weekend at Trooping the Colour. Um, maybe next year, because this year Prince Louis made his debut and positively stole the show, just like he did when he was, you know, like running about in, uh, in the flower show as well. I didn't. He just he stole the show completely. There was only one winner, and it was him waving uh, really enthusiastically, um, pointing at the out for the red areas fly past. It was fantastic, and and as well wearing one of his uncle's old outfits from 1986, no less, when Harry <laughs> was on the balcony. So yeah, it was a lot, lot of fun. And that, and to be fair, the ca- all of, everyone looked great. The Cambridges absolutely stole the show with uh, little baby Louis as well. And um, so, you know, it's talking about people rummaging through the picture archives. Kate's clearly doing a good job running, rummaging through the clothing archives because she'd done the same, the same trick with George for his Trooping of Colour because he wore one of the outfits that his own dad had worn. Just shows how meticulously these outfits are kind of looked after and stored away. I know, I know. What, what, what is fascinating, which I would love to know, is not only where do they store all the sort of uniforms that you have to wear, but where on earth do they store all this stuff and how do they know where it is? I mean... They've got a few spare rooms. I know, I know, but it's still pretty meticulous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, I mean, it really impresses me and they always look perfect, so... And I guess it's interesting there as well. We, we, will, ha- we will have to see what we can find out, but yeah. it's almost whether it is a... Is that a royal thing? Because, you know, these were trooping the colour and it was an important engagement and it's important to record it and keep it. Or is it a maternal thing? And actually, Diana had kept all of this stuff because she cared about it. And, you know, fine, she she did the auction of her own clothes. But yeah. all of these kind of family family it heirlooms, essentially, she kept well. it for yeah. whether she kept them for her children, essentially. Yeah, well, maybe As, we can find out. It would be fascinating to know, actually. We'll we'll get on the case and see see we'll ask we'll ask some of our friends who've who've talked to us before about the fashion thing. We've got friends in high places. Royal historian listeners, so if they could get in touch and you know there might be an actual sort of protocol. I hate that word, but there might be an actual protocol that that is followed. So maybe we'll endeavour to find out. Well, I I would like to know personally. So there we go. So who knows what Archie will wear when he when he makes his debut? Given that Louis already already stolen Harry's outfit, but maybe he can. Recycle it again. Recycle it again. Talk of recycling, uh, Kate, <laughs> fashion fashion fans. Kate was wearing her, her hat from uh, Harry and Meghan's wedding, wasn't she? I she love was. that hat. Yeah, she did look incredible, actually. It's not an easy yeah, colour to looked, wear, but she, she did great. look great. She looked fantastic. What colour are we calling that, Russell? I'm asking yellow. you. Yellow. Yellow. <laughs> Is this Which shade of yellow? <laughs> Pale yellow. Pale. Buttercup? No, Ooh. it's not as dark as butterscotch. Lemon, lemon, might. You might get away with lemon. I might go lemon because like the the McQueen, it was McQueen dress. Yeah, it was um, Philip Tracy hat. Mm. So yeah, she like she. I love. I really love that hat style on her, where it's you know the, the kind of like a big old fluff of blossom. Saucepan. Yeah, stuck Looks under, very stuck under yeah. the very fresh, saucepan. very summery. Um, yeah, quite like quite modern, but mm. really elegant, and it's. Um, I think it's probably the hat style that I associate most with her, really. Now. Yep. So she did some recycling. I'm going to put top recycler as Princess Beatrice. Yes. I mean, do we really think it's not the same dress? Well, it's the same designer. It's not the same actual dress. Do you well, think? Why Why wouldn't it be? Like, it, it looks no. exactly the same. Hmm. So it's a, the kind of a pale pink dress with black um, trim. 
down the sleeves. Kind of a military feel, appropriate for a troop in the colour. And uh, she was there to see her, her dad in his new position, being, yeah. you know, all important on his horse. Um, but she apparently, it is thought, borrowed the dress from Sophie Wessex. Mm, I and like it, the idea of it, but I wondered if they just, well... And if it's if it's not the same dress, it is very, very, very similar. Yeah. Well, it's an Amelia Wickstead dress and she wouldn't have done it again. So it's, un, you, you, you know, you could be right. She couldn't have gone and bought that recently. So they've either bought it at the same time and we've only now seen her wearing it because that obviously the Duchess of Wessex had that thought, three years ago. Yeah, well... So I'm going to make up one of what I would like to have happened. Go on. Which me. is that me um, Beatrice... I've got nothing to wear. Yeah, well, no, she arrived. She, she'd come from wherever she normally lives. I'd be like, oh, no, I've left my outfit at home. I once left my shoes behind do that. for an awards yeah. do, and I was away, away, away. Um, so I did the whole evening in barefoot. Which was I was it was okay. I had a really long skirt on, and nobody actually realised. I don't wow, think I've always been lucky enough to be near a shoe shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was late, and it was in the in the middle of the countryside. No shoe shops. Anyway, so I'd quite like it to be like, oh no, I forgot my I forgot my outfit. What can I borrow? Or um, or just maybe she decided actually I really I don't actually like this thing. What was I thinking when I bought it? This is a terrible idea. I need something else. Yeah, it could be right. I mean. So I think I think she looked nice. Coincidence. Nice hat. Um, Eugenie also looked nice, and her husband Jack Brooksbank yes. making his making his trooping debut. Yeah, so, probably, I mean, probably didn't get quite as much prominence as Prince Louis on debut, really. No, but, you know, people tend look, to get slightly less excited about grown men than babies. <laughs> but they look like they had a nice time, and you know, I think the York sisters they are they are continuing on their. In their positive style journey. And we have Royal Ascot to look forward to. We do. Soon. Is that in two weeks' time, Russell, you're going to be there? Next week. Next, next week. Next well, what week. What do we think of um, Megan's outfit? We haven't discussed Megan at Trooping. We haven't discussed She was me. wearing a dark navy Givenchy um, jacket. It's like a cape jacket with a dress. Gonna say, I was going to say a cape. She did remove the cape on the balcony, didn't she, to show off the shoulders dramatic of the dress. Sleeve. Yes, yes, so dramatic sleeves. Yes, very dramatic sleeve. But I loved her hat. She was wearing a hat by Noel Stewart, and it's a kind of beret style. Now, she's tried this style before, and it hasn't been hugely successful, but I think she got it really right this time. See, I like the hat when you can just kind of see their head and shoulders. They don't always look good from all angles. That's yeah, the problem I with these. I, I felt... I'm, I'm not... I'm not wild not about the outfit. See, I can see by your face you're not I'm wild not, about I'm this. Not, I think it's possibly because we mainly saw her sitting down yeah. in a carriage, and the way that kind of the material I, I don't know just how it kind of falls and having the cape and the dress it was a lot of navy yeah, blue a lot of fabric um and kind of all you know it was, it's very dark it, like so the york sisters neither of them was wearing plain kate was wearing plain but she had quite a lot of um fuss in her hat if you like like megan's outfit in some ways was quite simple like mm. it, it, it was neutral essentially you know we talk about her kind of as her simple yeah palette and i don't know i think it, it was fine and you know ultimately she's got far more important things to do at the moment than be finding the absolute perfect dress yeah for a do that she's probably going to try and go to but if the baby has an absolute you know fit of the abdabs and is not having any of it and no mama you're not go- you're not going in the carriage with great granny you're staying here you're staying here and looking after me because i'm not having it any other way um you know i think uh yeah it's fine i i did i liked i liked the playfulness in the sleeves mm. 
but it's you know people have commented that uh she took a bit of questioning with her outfit last year that it was a little bit daring with quite a lot of shoulder on show and the collarbones which we've not seen for a long time i mean i know it's been the winter and now it's the summer but it feels like it's the winter again because the weather is absolutely Mm. hideous um but uh yeah so it was it was kind of the polar opposite of of last year's outfit what did you make of uh, megan's appearance russ i mean we'd obviously talked before about um we thought she probably would we we thought she probably might go to trooping the color um, because it's a family affair. It is a family affair. That's I mean, what we, we would concluded. You, can you miss your your grandmother-in-law's birthday? Not really. Can you miss no. seeing the some you know someone that you don't really want to see, who's your grandmother-in-law's <laughs> had to invite round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I think you know what? If she really did need to be at Trump, uh, the Queen probably would have said, you know, she needs to be there, and they would have had someone stand in. And you know, she was, she wasn't, she didn't need to be there. So I think that, um, and she wanted to be at Trooping. Loads of people love seeing her there. It's a really iconic photo every year, isn't it, on the balcony? Um, I thought she looked great. I thought that little bit, she probably looked a bit um, uncomfortable at uh, some stages of the carriage ride. But then Harry looked, you know, pretty grumpy as well. And maybe they're just really tired. And I think they are being really hands-on. As I said, they haven't got a permanent nanny at the moment. And um, But other than that, I thought she looked great. I thought she looked amazing. So considering she had a baby four, well, five, six weeks ago. Well, she, she looked, looked radiant. Absolutely yeah, her skin radiant. looks incredible. She looked really, really, really actually, good. Actually, Amber, you'll be pleased. Uh, you'll be so pleased with me I used the phrase glowing in Givenchy (laughs) well (laughs) done well done I mean Vogue may yet come calling for you Russell (laughs) it's only a question of days I think (laughs) Uh, so yeah I thought she looked great I thought there was loads of really really positive it was fantastic weather it was uh, us showing off our best I'm sure you know those pictures and uh, well the actual um the day goes around the world, doesn't it? And it, yeah, and it the, the balcony off, photographs are always great. incredible, aren't they? I was just thinking about. So um, there was a there was a lad on the on the balcony who's the Duke of Kent's grandson, I think it was. Who he so he's there with a broken arm. So that's like that's quite nor, you know normal. And I was thinking about actually over the last few years that balcony has got quite a lot younger. And it, you yes, know, Prince. Yeah. You've got, you've obviously got the young Cambridges who are there. Yeah. There are some of the, um, you know, so the the uh, Wessex's children are now older and somehow more prominent now. They're yes. that little bit older, even it's though they're younger still young. and more crowded. I think it's the biggest, most impressive photograph we've seen. Yeah, mm. and uh, you know, you obviously don't have Prince Philip there anymore. The Queen, while she is very much central to it, I mean, no one's really looking at Charles and Camilla. No, you know. and they're sort of, you know, they're they're sort of happy to shift along the side because I think that it, especially when you saw um, as they were coming in onto the balcony and out as well that Charles was playing peekaboo with um, with Louis and these are these really nice unguarded moments that probably we haven't seen before because there haven't been sort of babies or young kids knocking around um, and it's all it's uh, it's less staid now I think and it, and it shows you where we're at with this sort of generation of the royal family that they are you know, they seem to be a, a bit more normal, although still doing the whole pomp and ceremony very well. So. And for the kids, it's a genuinely exciting day. I mean, that you know, we're going to get to go out there. There's going to be planes, and, and they get so excited. And there were those gorgeous pictures of them, like looking out of Buckingham Palace, say, I like love peeking those. through yeah. the curtains, and uh, you know, pointing and waving, and you know, like just having the having best fun, time. Yeah. having fun as mm. children, yeah. yeah, definitely, and not being like fettered. 
mm. because you know it might be maybe Beatrice and Eugenie wanted to wave at the airplanes as well, but they would have looked a bit silly as grown ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but don't let that hold you back next time if you want to. Um, Russell, what have we yes. got to look forward to over the next week or so? What have we got to look forward to? So uh, this evening, the Duchess of Cambridge, well, it will be Wednesday's going out tomorrow. So Kate is doing a sort of action awareness, uh, um, addiction awareness gala dinner. So this is sort of one of her projects as well about um, family support, education and treatment around addiction. So that's really cool. Um, something which is really special and it's to do with Kate and nature, but I can't tell you what it is, but that will be coming out tomorrow, so everybody should sort of get onto Google and check that out as well. By the time be, you are listening to this... By the time you are listening, it will be live, but I can't tell you about it now. But oh, but you really, could really do, cool. because this will be going out afterwards, Russell. Oh, I could do, yes, I can. Ooh, so, we're like travelling um, into the future of time. the future, it's incredible. Um, so the Duchess of Cambridge obviously did um, the Back to Nature Garden, and which was really well received at the Chelsea Flower Show. Now, this there's a place in sort of where is it? Southwest London called Wisley. Very posh. Name. I went there and very they, recently. It's the Royal so Horticultural Society's a, garden, they, and it's amazing. Take it over, yeah. So it is an amazing place, and she is taking the garden to Wisley. It's a big garden sort of show there as well, and um, the the longest running children's TV show in the world is called Blue Peter, and it's been going for decades, probably since like She's the seventies. Going 70s. to get her badge. She is going to be on Blue Peter. Amazing. And this is going to be on Thursday. So by the time you're listening to this, you guys will be able to check it out, and um, which is really cool. And she's opening up a, a competition for young people to enter where they can design a sculpture, which the winner will be in the Back to Nature Garden when it goes to Wisley. So there's loads of really cool stuff with Kate that's happening tomorrow. She's being really, really busy at the moment. You see, Kate, um, she can shear a sheep, she can plant a garden, she can design see, a garden, and she has a Blue Peter badge. And she has a Blue she Peter. She is an incredible <laughs> woman. <laughs> Life goals, uh, what, yeah. What else is happening? Uh, on Monday, uh, to do with um, Angola, which is, you know, fitting really nicely with our story today, revealing that obviously Harry is going to Angola to do stuff on landmines. He is going to be at a big event called Mine Clearance Conservation and Economic Development in Angola, which is held in partnership with the Halo Trust, and that is going to be on Monday, and that is obviously going to set um, the path for him to actually go out there to visit one of the regions, um, and there's going to be uh, that's going to be really great, and I think we're going to get more, more details hopefully over the next week or two about Project Africa. So watch this space. And the only other major thing on Monday is going to be Garter Day, and for those of you who don't know that, it's when they all the royal family dressed up in the most ridiculous outfits you've ever seen it's very and they sort of, uh, go through carriages velvet hats um, and feathers i mean it's very very uh, talk about pomp and ceremony it's right up there isn't it but um they do uh, i mean the big procession they go in carriages all around st george's chapel windsor castle so that will be on monday so check out the pictures of that if you love your history or just want to have a look at the pictures and think what on earth is going on there because i don't think i don't think megan went to that last year i don't think it's one of the things for her and harry because harry's not part of the order just yet no he isn't so i i think that we will obviously cut and 
And that's probably why the um, the Chatham House Africa Programme event, which just mentioned about Angola, is is on that day. So he, he will be that, and then all the others will be dressed up in their um, in their outfits. Uh-huh. My, so, fa- yeah. my favourite um, garter picture, other than obviously them all looking quite funny in their velvet capes and and hats, is um, I think it was possibly Kate's first garter day, and I think she was there giggling with Camilla and Sophie. And it was just, you know, they, I think they were called the Merry, Merry Wives of Windsor, essentially, that I day. Think that even was a classic they saw one. the humour. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't my husband look silly? <laughs> what on earth? Yeah, you can't. It is, it is a fairly ludicrous event, but I think it goes back to hundreds and hundreds of years. So for the royal historians amongst us, it's, um, it's a really, really important day. So... I think, yeah, again, can't wait for the pictures. And then, So next week's episode will be, finally, the much-trailed and discussed episode <laughs> of The Rainbow Queen, where Amber had a chat with Sally Hughes. So, and then the following week, I would imagine we'll be talking about Royal Ascot and all of these other um, events. And who knows what else will have happened by then. But, um, Russell, what can you tell us about, can you tell us anything about Royal Ascot that we know at the moment? I can tell you I will be there. Well, of that's course. all you're going to be there. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just no, waiting for my invite from Russell. I mean, it just I, hasn't I arrived can't yet. Tell you. I mean, it's a very exclusive club. I don't even know how I've got in, to be honest <laughs> with you. So I am going to be there next Wednesday. So um, I think, yeah, obviously, we, I imagine we will see Meghan and Harry on one of the days. Definitely the Cambridge is going to go. I think the Queen is going on Tuesday, but I don't know why I know that. Mm. Uh, I don't, that hasn't been confirmed. So we'll wait, we'll wait and see. But um, This is obviously yeah. the time of year that people love even more than usual to bet on the colour of the Queen's hat. Yes, I know, yes. Day. There's going to be a lot, of bet, lot, a lot of betting on the Queen's hat, a lot of betting on the horses. Hopefully the weather will be better than it is now because it is absolutely horrendous. The going in, uh, would be in heavy. The UK. Yeah. And, or uh, flooded. Probably, yeah, I, can't, I, I really don't want it to be like this. So fingers crossed. Are you wearing top, Pre- hat, top hat and tails I for Russell? this year. Yes. I will be this year. I will be. I will send you a picture. We might even put it on the on the Instagram. We are definitely then... putting it on the Instagram. <laughs> Otherwise, you are never I, coming back. I will. I'm I will tell your to boss be... to ban you from the building unless you send we us a picture very, of you in top hat and tails. <laughs> we're very lucky. We've been invited by um, the Ascot Racecourse uh, in the Royal Enclosure this year with the other Royal correspondents. So it's sure to be a very very fine occasion. I will have to be on my best behaviour. Lovely. Will you have a photographer friend with you, or will it just be you? I mean, I might ask Mrs. Myers to do to to do the honours. We shall oh, see because she's coming Myers. with me this year. So. Oh, lovely! <laughs> so yes, yeah, well, so watch this space. It should be really good fun. Excellent. All right. Well, have a lovely time at Royal Ascot. I mean, I'm definitely not hoping that it's going to rain on you. That's that would be far too mean. I hope it's a lovely sunny day and you have an amazing time, and then we can so hear all all about it. Um, Thank you for joining us. Amber, thank you for joining us. Listeners in particular, thank you for joining us as ever. And until next time. Pod save the queen. 